Hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm 47 years old. I grew up in Southern California with my mom and sister. Although my parents were divorced, my mom raised us to know the Lord. We attended a dynamic church multiple times a week of which I have very fond memories. I believed in the Lord and the saving work of Jesus Christ. At the age of seven, I was baptized at the beach with my sister and numerous other people. Although I was excited to be baptized at the time, I didn't really understand the depth of this declaration of faith. By the time I was 16, attending church seemed lame, and I became more interested in hanging out at the beach and eventually drinking. I didn't give the Lord much thought during that time of my life and certainly didn't want to be made to feel guilty for the things I was enjoying. I married at a young age and from time to time thought I should probably attend church, but my heart wasn't in it. I carried on in my sin and eventually got divorced. At that point, I began to drink much more and got myself into some scary situations. In the moment, I would pray asking God for help and every time he rescued me. I began thinking about those situations and wondering why God would even consider my prayers, let alone help me when I was living in such rebellion toward him. I started to talk to God more often about various aspects of my life, not just when I needed him to help me out of trouble. I started listening to worship music that my mom had played when we were young, initially for nostalgic reasons. The more time I spent talking with the Lord and worshiping him, the more I felt his presence. There was a closeness and a sweetness unlike anything else, and I wanted to know God more. My sin seemed so obvious now, which highlighted all the more his love and sacrifice for me. I began to read my Bible every day, and I would lose track of time, spending hours with the Lord. I would be overwhelmed by his love for me and his people and would be brought to tears. Little did I know, my mother and grandmother had been praying for me, and we began to do a bi-weekly Bible study over the phone that we still carry on to this day nearly 20 years later, although now it's monthly. I wish I could say that was it, but it wasn't an overnight kind of a transition. I still struggled with wanting to party and live somewhat of a double life, going to church here and there on Sundays, and even spending time daily with the Lord, but then going out several nights a week with friends. I was feeling torn in many ways. I wanted to hang out, but it wasn't as fun. I wanted to spend more time at church, but then I would miss my friends. I would spend more time with God reading his word, but I felt I had no one to share what I was learning with. Eventually, I met my husband, Aaron, and we had our first daughter, Addison. I had a new understanding of how much the Lord loves us even though we sin. God kept showing me how much he loves me through verses such as Luke 11:13. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That just floored me and made me so much more sense to me now that I was a parent. I asked with all my heart that the Lord would help me to pursue a life pleasing to him and to teach my children to know and love him. I wanted more than anything to please my father. I wasn't and am not perfect, but the desires of my heart were very different and the appeal sin once had seemed so blasé. Christ put a desire in my heart to tell others about the Lord, about what he says in his word, and about his free gift of salvation to all of us. I was and am a little clumsy at times out of fear or pride, but God uses even me and I'm so blessed to be part of his plan. I love speaking with others about the Lord, especially children who are so eager to learn and have so many genuine questions. What a gift God has given to me and an honor to teach my own children to know and love him. It's hard to think of what my father endured on the cross for me and for all of humanity. 
There is no greater love than the love that he has for us. Romans 5, 8 states, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God is so patient with us. 2 Peter 3, 9 states, he is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Today is the day of salvation. If you do not know the Lord, please consider his love for you. He is patiently waiting with open arms. I'm getting baptized today to declare my love for Christ and desire to serve him. In doing so, I'm doing as Jesus commanded. We're told in Acts 2.38 to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. To God be the glory. So oftentimes in the waters of baptism, uh, there is a, it's the second time for individuals uh, because it is baptism as a believer in Christ. And Jen, along with others that we've heard, uh, were baptized when they had a religion and an interest, and there's a variety of other reasons. Uh, but then she came to know Christ in truth. And I just want to point out one helpful thing is that the difference between a believer and an unbeliever is not uh, one has sin, one does not have sin. The difference between a believer and an unbeliever, a regenerate person and an unregenerate, which Jen just so clearly uh, described, is that a believer hates their sin. A believer rests in the grace in Christ. A believer has a hope in Christ and battles against those things they know that dishonor him. And so that is evident in Jen's life, and it is for that reason that it's a joy to baptize her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, I guess it's always a joy to hear those testimonies. Uh, believers are always uh, strengthened and encouraged. Every time we hear the gospel, we never, ever, ever tire of it. And if those are any here who find themselves in the first part of those testimonies and not in the second part after coming to Christ, we pray that you would consider the gospel and the grace that is extended to you in the Son, the Lord Jesus. Uh, with that, uh, we'll have John come up and give us a closing.